You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. 702. Weather with Simon Gear. Morning, Simon. Good morning, Ray. Uh, rather sort of wet, wet period over over the high felt this morning, uh, and uh, certainly, uh, for example, I'm about to be spurting people off to you know foreign parts, and uh, with the pl- plan was to, to do all our washing beforehand, <laughs> but uh, we can't hang it up. So it's a bit of a bugger, um, mm. a, a bit of a problem, shall I say, <laughs> in the morning. Well, it's very <laughs> early. It's okay. It's all right. It wasn't such a bad weather. It's all right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so cloudy today around Gauteng and, uh, and uh, uh, the scattered showers expected. And it's going to stay cold, hey? 13 and 19 for the temperatures for Pretoria. Joburg, 13 and 17. And for anything, 12 and 17. And uh, the forecast for uh, more rain uh, through tomorrow and Wednesday as well. In fact, for every day this week, at least a possibility of showers, but the best chance of rain between now and Wednesday. And the temperatures just lingering in the low 20s the next uh, the next few days. Uh, some of the other cities that we're going to be having a look at at the moment, of course, PE, the cricket, the Boxing Day cricket, uh, happens in in Port Elizabeth. They, they've they've taken it away from Durban. I'm not 100 percent sure why. Yeah. And um, I think that happened last year as well. Except, of course, for the problem that Durban um, with the light is a real problem at this time of year. Firstly, they're in basically the wrong time zone, and um, and and secondly, they get that sort of uh, muggy. Uh, sort of low light from about Hoppers 3 onwards and the players tended to go up early so I think that is part of it but we have to put up with the band in the background if you're listening to the cricket <laughs> for the next five days they were great for the first I don't know three games that they played and it was nice yeah. and novel and so on now it's just like having a Bubazera going on um, you don't so, like the band uh, obviously <laughs> well it's not that I don't like them but it does after a while just become a noise in the background it doesn't you know it, it, it doesn't you know music Music needs to be able to be switched on and off. I, I, I do feel sometimes. You know, maybe we're just getting old, you and me. Just, just putting it maybe out. Maybe we are. We're getting we're like old curmudgeons. No, go and blow your trumpet somewhere <laughs> else. <laughs> um, I suppose they do add to the atmosphere somewhat. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so yeah, oh, yes, Port Elizabeth. So, so, so PE uh, is going to be dry today. There's a possibility of showers tomorrow, actually. Uh, and then, um, and then should be dry the next uh, the next three days after that. So hopefully, plenty of time for some cricket. But hopefully, the showers don't have too great an impact tomorrow. It'll be quite nice if we can get some some decent cricket in. Uh, Durban is partly cloudy. They're reaching a high of 28. Uh, we've got Cape Town sunny, a high of 28. If you are driving down to Cape Town today, mm. there's a warning of severe thunderstorms on the border between the Northern Cape and the Eastern Cape. So, sort of through that. Um, Karoo National Park, uh, Three Sisters, kind of an area of the, of the N1. There could be some really, really big storms in the, in that area. So just be aware. And if you do uh, run into them, just just take it much more slowly and just make sure you get there safely. Uh, and the other town I normally do, oh yes, Mbombela, down in the low felt. A few showers there and a high of 25. Oh, there we go. Now you've got a fact of the day. Yeah, this is looking at Chinese medicine, um, which uh, my wife will be thrilled to bits with because she's a big Chinese medicine practitioner. And uh, um, she, they've found that uh, an ancient Chinese malaria remedy is effective in the fight against modern tuberculosis. Uh, and not only that, but it may be able to slow down the ability of TB to become a drug resistant, which is, uh, is quite a thing. And uh, for me, the big, the big story here is not so much that they found this, because they looked for it very, very hard. They went through 540,000 different compounds 
looking for wow. effectiveness against, uh, against uh, TB. They're looking for a very particular way of fighting it. But what it shows is that um, I still think it's not entirely correct just to embrace herbal medicine and just use it sort of as it has been used for thousands of years. But it, what's really, really worthwhile doing is to apply modern scientific methods to traditional herbal remedies and have a serious look at all of them and weed out the ones that do actually have some sort of uh, uh, effectiveness. So it's a really great advertisement for marrying modern um, modern sci- mm. um, science theory with some of the ancient remedies to, to, uh, to, to, to actually find the ones that, uh, that, that have some sort of medical application. I think it's brilliant. Well, it's long been argued as well with traditional medicine in this country, in Southern Africa, have a look at what people have and incorporate the two because, you know, that, that, that kind of thing will work. Yeah, and, you know, have a, <coughs> have a serious look. And I think that, you know, the traditional healers need to come on board here as well and accept that, um, that, that you know, that they need to allow themselves to be put through the sort of trials uh, that all medicine is, um, is, is able, is, you know, must, must pass to show that it is uh, effective. I'm reminded of uh, Tim Minchin's quote, what the, the, um, the, the difference, uh, or, or what do you call alternative medicine that does actually work and has been shown to work? Yeah. Medicine. Oh, there you go. You see, simple as that. Speaking of medicine and other things as well, we're talking this morning about the legal age for drinking. When did you, and let's be honest about this, I'm putting you on the spot, when did you have your first drink? Yeah, I was only, I had my first drink of uh, my parents' knowledge uh, latter half of me being seventeen, okay. um, and certainly before then, I you know would obviously have a, a couple of drinks at parties here and there, but not much before sixteen. I, you know, I was I was a fairly young-looking kid as well, so I wasn't really able to you know sneak into into pubs and whatever. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about <laughs> this when you when you when you put it out there, and the truth of the matter is, you know, particularly when you put it right after the road death story, is that if alcohol was only discovered now. Yeah. There is no ways we would allow it to be legal. No ways at all. Mm. Um, and, and I think it's so socially acceptable and so widely used that we forget, you know, what a potentially dangerous drug it actually is. Yeah. And obviously it is, you know, it, it can be used in moderation and it works quite well and everything else, but, but it doesn't stop it being really, really dangerous stuff. And, um, and so I tend not to be hugely for being being massively liberal with, uh, with, 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 with its use or with its introduction to people. I certainly don't think we should take an attitude with our kids that they absolutely, you know, will drink and, of course, they will and therefore must be almost encouraged to have sips of wine. I would say educate them properly mm. about the negative and the positive sides of alcohol and allow them to make a decision as to whether they want to you know, start going down that road. Now, okay, you're a dad, Simon. You're a dad. So would you say, for instance, when your kids hit 14 and 15, you're sitting at the dinner table, and they say, Dad, could I taste some wine? What would you do? Um, yeah, it's a difficult one. It's very difficult. It really is. Yeah. You know, I mean, my, yeah, my child's sort of just getting to that sort of age, but he seems to be quite vociferous against this stuff anyway. But, yeah, um, <laughs> I would say... Yeah, I would say probably no. I think I'd probably say mm. you guys need to wait. I think that the important thing is kids learn from those sort of model behavior. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, if they're around adults who are getting smashed all the time, it becomes a little bit difficult to then teach them to use it, in, you know, a- a- acceptably. Whereas if they are in a family where literally there is, you know, one glass of wine 
twice a week, um, then it's far easier and probably safer to allow them to, you know, because the, the behavior is being modeled properly in front of them. But if they're seeing their parents getting smashed, to then try and introduce that drug into their lives seems absolutely insane. Yeah, interesting stuff. Simon Gear, I've been bending your ear for long enough. Uh, have a lovely boxing day. You too, Ray. Stay well, mate. Cheers. That's uh, Simon Gear.